now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. Firstly, from all of us at Shout Out, happy. Happy New Year to you. Uh, today on the show, Queer Street takes a look back at who was out in 2023. And we'll be talking about the New Year blues. Uh, all that more coming today, right here on Shout Out. Please hold. Your call is very important to us, and we will get to it as quickly as we can. The cataclysm is frightening for everyone. Remember, in times like these, we need to stick together more than ever. If you need emergency assistance, please call 999. Your position in the queue is 300. And 33. Hello, you've reached the Cataclysm Casualties Hotline. Can I take your name and date of birth? Peredu Green. Morgan Jones. Xu Jun Liu. Gwen Turner. Just call me Dai. Okay, and who are you calling for today? My mum. Shan Thomas. She was in Aberystwyth. Matthew and Louise Turner. Uh, in Kirkwall, on Orkney. My father, Kai Liu. Ben. Ben Jones. I saw something on the news about a sea serpent. He's 15 years old. Anna and Sophie Green in Portsmouth. What's happening in Kowloon? Listen, is this real? I've been seeing news reports about dragons. So let me look that up for you. Where are you calling from today? Bristol. 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 Leicester. I'm so sorry. It looks like we haven't got anyone listed under that name on the database. This means they haven't been listed as a fatality. Call back tomorrow, and if you haven't heard anything from us or your loved one in three days, try the online form. I know this is scary, but it's okay. We're going to get through this. Together. Cambler, a post-apocalyptic audio drama by Ella Watts, inspired by folklore and Arthurian legends. Coming January 2024. Produced by Tin Can Audio. Sorry, Lara's not here. Someone's got to do it, haven't they? Happy New Year, everyone. How are we yeah. all? We're just raring to go for 24. Yeah, absolutely. So can I, can I let you in on a little secret? I've listened to the first few of Camelon. I know. It's really good. 
Yeah, I can yeah. wait. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. And Ella's going to be with us next week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed now because I can't get the rest until it comes out. <laughs> it's a bit like having a carrot dangled in front of you. You get to listen yeah. to a few and you're like, oh, actually, that sounds quite good. Yeah. So, so I mean, I don't work. know why I'm surprised. It's Ella. I mean, she, she did Doctor Who Redacted, so it's going to be good, isn't she it? She did, and she also was here on Showtime. That's mm, how she, she started her career. Yeah. She was indeed, yes. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, and you'll also catch her in the summer. She's coming to um, join us for Bristol Pride as well, which would be lovely. That'll come around so, soon enough. The show before beforehand, will it? So. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's, we're talking about it later, aren't we? It's miserable at the moment. Um, but it is. <laughs> look forward it's to Pride and all that colour and, and the sun. vibrancy. And yeah. Waving and Zimmer frames around your head. And, you know. Yep, <laughs> as I do. So, did you make it to the new year or did you fall asleep beforehand? I was doing we were on the show. <laughs> we were live. <laughs> Just live on our home station. My question. <laughs> it was a very lively programme. There was. was. A bit of snoring in it, was it? It was great. There was, actually. Oscar, our dog, oh, the dog was snoring. Yeah, yes. yeah, he fell asleep. Couldn't but, stay awake. You know, that, that it was good fun. Reminds me of the years in COVID when we were broadcasting from home, and we, we'd all be remoted into my house because, of course, you couldn't meet. We were all um, in lockdown, weren't we? And you'd be like, "Steph, can you give the dog a nudge? We can hear him snoring on air." <laughs> he does snore quite loudly. Doesn't that is he, that my dog. trademark now for my other shows. <laughs> snoring dog in the background. So it's even worse when we had to give Edge a nudge and say, "Can you nudge Steph? She's snoring." Even louder than the dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Well, oh dear. Age never comes alone, Andrew. No. That's very true. Just as a pre-warn. Yeah. I can't touch that one. That's not touching. <laughs> um, anyway, lots of exciting stuff coming this year, haven't we? Well, let's hope so, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots um, of guests. Lot, lots of prides coming up, lots of guests. Um, and of course, the Shout Out Listeners Awards kick off again at the end of the year. Yeah, that's exciting. I'll be back. It's really exciting, yes. yes. And instead of just doing Bristol Pride, I think we're at Western Pride this year. And hopefully Bath. And there's a new one um, in Calm as well. Yeah, Calm Town have got their first. Yeah. And they're going to have a protest march and uh, stalls and that in the city of the town. Mm. So good luck to you in Calm. Well, in Calm, mm. yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time Bath had a Pride. I didn't realise it didn't. No, they they have meetings, but there's never been a pride in Bath, and I don't know why because it is quite a friendly city. I'm, city, it's no, is it is as big. I mean, I think Southmead is as big as Bath. <laughs> <laughs> Very hilly though, isn't it? Yeah, you got you got. It's like the the Alps getting out of Bath. So whichever direction, unless you're it's traveling valley, west it? towards Bristol, yeah. you've got to go up a hill. And yeah, they're steep right. as well. Yeah. But it does protect Bath from the weather. Not like um, Park Street, is it? Well, actually, some bits are like Park Street. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, because um, <laughs> yeah, they bust them in Bristol, didn't they? No, they march to... Um, well, they've already done the march. It's yeah. a bit of an ass. Go up, 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 Road. I'm sure, right. though, that when you think of the energy that they've got, I'm sure they could march all the way up to the downs. Oh, they're not allowed to. No, we I know they're not. That. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, the, the, the pride yeah, team said no that they're not allowed to march up that street. So they right. do the bit, because it always has to go past um, um, College Green, doesn't yeah. it? Because of the whole political but thing. But it could be an unofficial march. Well, a lot of people walk up anyway. Not you know, in the middle of the road. Not in the middle of the road, no. <laughs> <laughs> so they take the flag back off them, don't they? So I love those flags. They're huge, the one that... The um, big one, yes. but, but it makes you wonder if anyone yeah. ever ends up underneath it. There's quite a lot of people underneath it. 
Yeah, I know they hold like it at the end. Buried underneath there, they do the same at like Formula One and football matches as well, don't they? They have those huge light flags that they cover do, half yeah. the audience. Yeah. yeah, it's quite interesting if you read the. Um, I, I've got a book for for Christmas from Carl about um, LGBT you can read? history. I can read. Yeah, wow. Um, but it dates back. You'd be surprised. What I mean, um, um, things like trans date back to like the 16th century. It was, you know, it's like it's it's not a new thing. Isn't Everyone's kicking off. But, uh, I'm, I'm digressing but, it, but it's got things it's got like the history of the pride flag in it mm. as well it teaches you about like it actually had lots more colours um, and they had to reduce mm. some of them because one, one of the particular colours it was difficult to get hold of the material wasn't it expensive yeah. wasn't yeah. it turquoise and hot pink I think were dropped yeah. from the original design which is a much more vibrant one actually and I think you can get them now in those original colours but yeah, uh, yeah. there's lots but of variations all the new variations the too yeah. like the progress flag yeah. Um, and um, then the newer one that's got um, even more in it. Yeah, there's the intersex, intersex symbol. Circle. Well, yeah. 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 Anyway, it won't be long before you can wave your flag, mate. It'll be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. So you enjoy Pride. I enjoy Pride. I enjoy coming to the to the uh, radio and, and doing it. It's nice to be behind the scenes. I'm not much of one for crowds. So Are you, are you nice joining us do. on air this year again? Well, I hope so. Because yeah, cool. yes. sometimes you do a stall, don't you? I have done in the past, yeah. but uh, this year I believe I'm on the radio. Well. So you'll have to put up with me for a few hours on Pride Day. <laughs> so. That's a long broadcast. That's a like nine-hour broadcast. It is. Mm. It is a long one. Anyway, um, shall we um, head over and have a chat with Ez and find out a bit about what happened in 2023? Why not? So um, here she is back with another edition of Queer Street. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Queer Street. Somehow we are now in 2024 and so today's episode is focused on reflecting on all of the amazing people who in 2023 have come out publicly to share their sexuality and or their gender, their pronouns and their journey as a queer person. Of course, nobody needs to share anything about themselves that they don't want to. Nobody should even need to come out anymore. And everyone has a right to keep whatever parts of their lives private that they wish to, if that's what they want or need to do for them. But when a celebrity does come out publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender or queer, it's a meaningful revelation for the individual sharing their story and an important milestone for the community as a whole. Psychologist Robert Eichberg, who co-founded National Coming Out Day with activist Jean O'Leary in 1988, spoke about the broader impact of a person coming out of the proverbial closet three decades ago. Most people think they don't know anyone gay or lesbian, but in fact everybody does. It's imperative that we come out and let people know who we are and disabuse them of their fears and stereotypes, Eichberg said in a 1993 interview. National Coming Out Day is celebrated annually on the 11th of October, a date that was chosen to mark the anniversary of the 1987 National March on Washington for lesbian and gay rights, which drew hundreds of thousands of people to the American capital. But lucky for us LGBTQI plus people, celebrities or not, come out 365 days a year. It would be nearly impossible to honour them all. Here are just a few of the countless queer people who came out in 2023. 
So let's start off with the fabulous Shuti Gatwa. Oh yes, our new Doctor Who star and someone who first became known as Eric in sex education. He came out publicly as queer in an interview with LUK that was published last August. Gatwa, who also played one of the Kens in last summer's massively popular Barbie movie, shared a touching story about meeting another queer Rwandan person at Manchester Pride several years ago. At the time, he told the magazine, I thought I was the only one in the world. He has been met with a lot of love and support since sharing his story. And then there's the wonderful Noah Schnapp. Noah is one of the lead actors in Stranger Things and people had begun rumours about his sexuality a few years ago. But he took his time in sharing how he feels and then a few months back he chose to come out publicly in a TikTok video. He was met with so much love from his fans and from those who hadn't even seen Stranger Things. In a written message that appeared on the video, the 19-year-old shared that he had finally told my friends and family I was gay after being scared and in the closet for 18 years. Their response was simply, we know. And he has gone on to talk about his coming out and his sexuality very openly since. Next is Bella Ramsey. Bella starred in the hit series The Last of Us and came out as gender fluid in an interview for the New York Times last January. The actor, who became a household name after being in Game of Thrones, told the paper that their gender has always been very fluid and said if they seen on binary as an option on a form, they will tick it. However, they added, being gendered isn't something that I particularly like, but in terms of pronouns, I really couldn't care less. And now we have Jacob Jankto, a Czech Republic football player who came out as gay in a video shared on his social media in February last year. He shared, I am homosexual, I no longer want to hide myself. The video has had nearly 18 million views on X, formerly known as Twitter. Sparta Prague, the professional club Jankto was playing for at the time, retweeted the video saying, you have our support, live your life Jacob, nothing else matters. Alison Brie, freelance and glow star Alison Brie came out as bisexual in a video for BuzzFeed News in February, where she and her husband Dave Franco were reading thirsty social media posts from fans about each other. At one point, Brie reads a tweet to her husband. Listen, I am bisexual for a reason, and that reason is strictly to be used in a threesome by Dave Franco and Alison Brie. Brie and Franco's high five, and then Brie says, that's also why I'm bisexual. Franco responds, you've been waiting for this tweet from someone you don't know, who they are or what they look like. Brie shrugs and says, yeah. Monique, comedian and actor Monique, came out as queer in her Netflix comedy special My Name is Monique, which debuted in April last year. She told a tearful story about how she never came out to her grandmother due to her grandmother's tense relationship with Monique's uncle Tina, who was assigned female at birth but presented masculine. According to the Gay Times, later in the special Monique revealed that she came out to her husband, Sidney Hicks. I said, I want to be with another woman sexually. He looked at me so beautifully, so patiently and so lovingly and said, B, me too. Chloe Vetch, the star of Netflix reality series Too Hot to Handle, came out in April in an interview with The Sun. She said, doing breathwork forced me to dig deeper. I realised this is what's bothering you. You're bisexual. You haven't told anyone. I've definitely been battling it, to be honest. I mean... Being in and out of little flings with girls, I felt like it was my dirty little secret, so it's taken a huge weight off my shoulders. Adore Delano. Adore was and is one of the most loved contestants from RuPaul's Drag Race, and she had some of the most loved sayings like, Party! She was also loved a lot by Ru and Michelle Fassage. 
Adore came out as a trans woman last July. In a video shared with her millions of Instagram followers, Delano said she initially came out as trans when she was a teenager, but went back in the closet when she competed on American Idol in 2008. She explained that it had been a journey for her and that she was finally at a point in her life where she was happy, sober and ready to move forward with her life as a trans woman. Gabby Windy, former Bachelorette star and Denver Broncos cheerleader, Gabby revealed that she's in a relationship with writer and comedian Robbie Hoffman. In an Instagram post shared in August last year, Windy included several photos of herself and Hoffman and cheekily wrote, Told you, I'm a girl's girl. Wayne Brady, Let's Make a Deal host Wayne Brady, came out as pansexual in an interview with People magazine that was published last August. LGBTQ media advocacy group GLAD defines pansexual as a descriptor for someone who has the capacity to form enduring physical, romantic and or emotional attractions to any person, regardless of gender identity. Joe Locke. Heartstopper star Joe Locke plays an openly gay teenager who faces bullying for who he is in the popular coming-of-age series based on Alice Oseman's graphic novels, but Locke didn't publicly discuss his sexuality until August last year. People have assumed and written it, he told Teen Vogue of his sexuality, and I haven't ever corrected anyone because I haven't felt the need to. But I've never specifically stated my sexuality. He told the magazine that he can't recall when he first knew he was gay, but that he's been openly gay since he was about 12. And Jay Jolie, RuPaul's Drag Race season 5 contestant who came out as trans in a short post on X in October writing, deciding to choose myself and move forward with my transition. Che Flores. Che Flores became the NBA's first out non-binary and trans referee after coming out last October. Flores, who uses they-them pronouns, told GQ being misgendered as she-her felt like a little jab in the gut and that after coming out they could be more comfortable in the world and at work. I think of having younger queer kids look at somebody who's on a high-profile stage and not using it, Flores told GQ, and I'm not using the league to an advantage in any way. This is just to let young kids know that we can exist, we can be successful in all different ways. Karen Bra. Karen Bra, who starred in the comedy Diary of a Wimpy Kid and the Disney Channel's Jesse, penned an emotional essay for Teen Vogue in November last year, where he came out as bisexual. He wrote that his years-long struggle with his sexuality and grief over the loss of his friend and fellow Disney star Cameron Boyce led him to develop a deeply unhealthy relationship with alcohol, until he checked himself into an inpatient treatment centre in 2020. I still keep things close to the vest online, but the gap between who I am and who I appear to be is shrinking, Bra wrote. It's not closed yet, and it may never be. And lastly, Billie Eilish. Singer-songwriter Billie Eilish said she was surprised when she found out people didn't know that she isn't straight. The 22-year-old described being attracted to women in a November interview with Variety magazine, saying of women, I'm attracted to them as people, I'm attracted to them for real. Last year, she also told Variety at an event that she didn't intend for her comment to be major news. I kind of thought, wasn't it obvious? I didn't realise people didn't know, she said. I just don't really believe in it. I'm just like, why can't we just exist? I've been doing this for a long time and I just didn't talk about it. Whoops. Nobody should ever feel any pressure to come out. Their story is exactly that theirs but sometimes people come to a point in their lives where they choose to share certain things about themselves and it's wonderful that in 2023 alone so many people felt that they wanted to tell the world that they're here they're queer and they're happy with exactly who they are
That's it for this quiz three. I'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, goodbye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. I'll always be Brandy uh, Carlisle, um, I think is how you pronounce that, or Carly, it could be Carly, Brandy Carly. And, and it's called uh, This Time Tomorrow. Lovely song. Oh, that lovely one. song, yeah. Yes. So, Very no. nice. Um, Very acoustic. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's still plenty more news, though. Um, there sure is. Some? Cool. Shout out news, welcome along. Former RAF navigator and aeronautics expert Caroline Page, who founded the charity Fighting with Pride to support LGBTQIA plus veterans, and who became the first openly acknowledged trans woman to serve in the armed forces, is celebrating this week after being awarded an MBE in the King's New Year's Honours list. Speaking with the BBC One Look North programme, Page said that she dedicated her award to all those involved in delivering change to the armed forces. The ban on gay or lesbian people serving in their country was lifted in the year 2000, but trans people had to wait until 2017 until a ruling lifted the ban on their military service. Ms Page reflected, I always use my experience to inspire a change in attitude and help the military become, as it is now, open and inclusive. The Equality and Human Rights Commission has already been sharply rebuked by the LGBTQIA plus community for caving into the very forces it was designed to protect us against, that is, homophobic and transphobic politicians. Now other communities have sounded alarms around the Commission's fitness for purpose. The Disability News Service reports that the supposed watchdog has been utterly silent on disability (coughs) groups' referrals of the Department of Work and Pensions to it. The DWP stand accused of precipitating the deaths of a significant number of disabled people whom it tried to force into inappropriate work or benefit sanctions. The disabled action group Reclaiming Our Futures Alliance has written twice to the ECHRC um, and been ignored completely. Mark Harrison, a member of the Reclaiming Our Futures Alliance steering group, said that the Commissioner's failure was that it was not fit for purpose and he said this was disgraceful he commented we need a real independent and functioning human rights body to protect us from the vicious attacks of this government rte radio one in dublin reports that queen marguerite the second of the kingdom of denmark has announced her abdication during an annual new year speech on denmark's radio the country's national public broadcaster The 83-year-old Queen, who took over the throne in 1972, is the longest-serving monarch in Europe now, following the death of the UK's Queen Elizabeth II in September 2022. Crown Prince Frederick will take over as the King from the 14th of January, which will be 52 years to the day after Queen Marguerite's accession to the throne. Denmark was the first country in the world to introduce formal registration for same-sex couples and has a long-standing liberal approach to LGBTQIA plus rights. 
1993, activists from the direct action group Outrage, assisted by the Lesbian Avengers, frustrated at the slow pace of freedom in the UK, held an event outside the Danish Embassy in London, where they invited Queen Marguerite to invade Britain and bring Denmark's policies with her in a tongue-in-cheek declaration. The Danish embassy politely refused to do this, but thanked Outrage for bringing the world's attention to Danish freedoms and rights laws. Torquay's local independent station, South Devon Radio, reports that Valentine-loving LGBTQIA plus music fans will love The Winner Takes It All, a top ABBA tribute night fronted by Lorna and Leicester and playing at the Babacoom Theatre in Torquay on Wednesday the 14th of February. The singers say we will have full F. SFX and LFX teams, a live band and of course a video production company on board. Hopefully at the end of the show we'll be singing, as the title suggests, The Winner Takes It All and not Can You Hear The Drums Fernando. To find out more about the booking, call the Babacom Theatre box office on 01803 328 385. And we finish with some media bits and bobs. RCS Radio Today, the media website, reports that gay comic Tom Allen is to host a new weekend programme on the national commercial radio network Virgin Radio from the 14th of January. He will join gay presenters such as Graham Norton. Virgin Radio UK content director Mr Mike Cass said, We can't wait to hear Tom bring his sense of humour to the, his programme every Sunday. What more could listeners want? Meanwhile, on Online, a new internet-based dance music radio station launched this week, and whilst not LGBT plus led, its programming profile may appeal to many slightly older members of our community. Who obviously, um, I would go to the GP and make an appointment, and you know most GPs are much more trained in mental health than in previous generations. Uh, they, you can also phone NHS. Good, yeah. They are really, really good. I mean, I think all of us at some point have, have gone to the GP with some kind of issue mm. and they've listened and they've been really, really very supportive. NHS 111 is always a source of support and you can talk through issues with them. But there are also lots of voluntary organisations as well and the Samaritans are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not just in the <coughs> United Kingdom, but the Republic of Ireland where we go out as well. And the number is the same both in the UK and Ireland, which is 116123. Uh, and you can just talk through any issue with them. And members of our community also have some specific services, which are really very, very uh, good and very, very well trained. Uh, there's the old gay switchboard, as it used to be known, or the lesbian and gay switchboard, what is now just known as Switchboard LGBT+. And oh, they... No change, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're available 10am to 10pm daily. Uh, and they are on 0800 0119 100 but you can find them online at double LGS if you do a search for them you can email them uh, get in touch with them that way as well as uh, talk to them on the telephone Uh, all of their volunteers are trained um, and able to talk to you about whatever issue about it's not just about lgbt plus life but if you're just feeling down or you've got partnership issues or whatever they will be able to talk to you about that trans radio have also got help they have you're absolutely right truck listens uh which comes from trans radio uk very active group led by the wonderful lucy and avril down in london uh they hello uh, hello both of them a happy new year to you and they've been taking the shout out program for a long time Mm. now Uh, Uh, They have a specific trans 
plus support network uh, which is available from eight o'clock in the morning till two o'clock the following morning so 18 hours a day uh, they're not available on bank holidays but we got none of them coming up till easter and they are on 0800 009 that's 0800 009 and i think we should acknowledge at the moment because uh, just as gay men and lesbians in the late 1980s went through that period of moral panic when the newspapers were sw- whipping up a lot of hostility and hatred towards the community and it did impact on a lot of people's development and their mental health so the same is happening now for a lot of trans people I think mm. I think that's fair to say I think isn't so isn't it and so it's very important to reach out and get support from the community and talk about issues particularly if you're feeling isolated and vulnerable because of what's in the newspapers or what has appeared on some well, this broadcast is the media. biggest thing we always say isn't it talk yeah, absolutely the, 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 yeah. the best thing you why, can why do, do you, with why, mental health is um, is talk if um, you bottle it up and keep it to yourself absolutely um, you mentioned samaritans terry there's also a welsh language um samaritans as we go across uh, south wales um, that is 0808 164 0123. 0808 164 0123. And um, you're right, uh, Ez did reply, Andy. <laughs> um, Thank you, Ez. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Ez. Good on live radio. Always an increase in referral over Christmas yeah. and New Year. Yeah. There's also a lot of people who are alone over Christmas and feeling very alone. And a lot of people are struggling with their mental health and feel overwhelmed when the family. Um, are around Mm. Um, and there's a lot of people homeless as well over Christmas and New Year but uh, as points out as you said Terry there's some amazing services and free helplines and there is a calm zone to help people who would prefer to text instead of call Mm -hmm. Uh, you can also email the Samaritans rather than calling them if you feel that that's that's easier Um, there's Mindline of of course as well which I'm sure you've got listed there Terry I have indeed yeah Um, and uh, if it's an emergency call Bristol Mental Health on 0300 555 0334 that's 0300 555 0334 that's 24-7 I would add that there's a lot of very specific charities exist in the field of mental health and they're all doing some great jobs but if you have a diagnosis and a lot of people do then you can find help from organizations such as the the um uh, depression alliance there's what used to be called the manic depressive fellowship what is now bipolar uk there is ocd uk and ocd action if you have obsessional compulsive uh, issues uh, there is um help if you are in um domestic violence situation you know there's women's aid there is also broken rainbow which deals specifically with lgbtq plus domestic oh, violence course, which is an issue for a lot of people um, the police if you're in actual danger call 999 oh, of course, yes, absolutely 999 uh for the police or 101 if it's not an immediate issue and you need advice and support from a police officer i am gonna <coughs> Mention another one which is really good for older people is an organisation called the Silver Line. You may remember Esther Ranson, who is a social activist, has done a great deal of good work in her time. Mm. She helped found Childline back in the 1980s, uh, which is now part of the NSPCC and does great work in you know dealing with childhood trauma. The Silver Line is a helpline she founded for older people 
It's now run by Age UK. And for anyone over the age of 50, if they feel lonely, they are isolated and just want to chat, there are volunteers available 24 hours a day at the Silver Line. You can find them online. If you've got a pen and paper now, their number is 0800 4 70 80 90. And I think that's just a wonderful service because there are members of our community who are on their own uh, and maybe just want a friendly voice to talk to. The switchboard, of course, should get you through to an LGBT plus person, but they're not open 24 hours a day. But the silver line is. And so if you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and you really need to talk to somebody, they are there for you. So that's great. It does go back to, I mean, having... It is never an easy subject to talk about, especially mm. when you know we we do this radio show week in week out. And whenever I meet people, they're just like you know such a confident person and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, it can happen to anyone. I've had mental health problems. Mm. Um, you know, um, a couple of years ago, I was actually off work for about six six months with it. Never thought it would happen to me in a million years. It, it did, um, but I still go back to the best thing you can do is talk. If it yeah. can, if it's someone you know, if you've got a friend or a family member or a partner or whatever, open up and, and talk to them. It's the hardest part of it is doing yeah. that first talk um, and saying, I need someone to talk to in the first place. Um, but the minute you do, the relief and the someone else is there that knows yeah. now. Well, know, that's great. Yeah, a great deal of truth in the old adage that a problem shared is a problem hard. Very true. Very, and very true. people who uh, deal with mental health like Mindline and SaneLine and the Samaritans, they've heard it all before. There's yeah. not nothing you can say which is going to really shock them. They're going to be like, oh, I've come across this before. There's also be the, uh, the abuse helplines as well. Alcohol yeah, we've been saying about, yeah. Alcohol, um, Alcoholics Anonymous is available 24-7. There's they meetings are. around the world online right around the clock and you can there join are. any of them even if it's outside the country and i think that both aa and na which is narcotics anonymous have specific lgbt plus mm. meetings as well as sort of regional mm. focused ones yeah so any which way look after yourself um, stay well this winter stay well this winter yeah. um and keep listening to shout out we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll keep trying to put a nice light on and keep you happy and keep bringing you all the info that we do each week so and if you are looking for a number and you can't find it, do feel free to email us and we'll get back to you and we'll, we'll point you in the right direction of, a, mm. of the switchboard Maybe we you're can, after. Um, we could put them in the news feed, Terry. We could indeed, yeah. I'll put some, put some numbers up. Yeah, that's a good idea. Good idea. Uh, but other than that, welcome to 2024. Yes. Year. Year. I can't believe we're doing... Have you all got used to writing 24 yet? I made do, a few do, mistakes already. Yeah. Those that do write don't use a tablet. <laughs> I started putting all the folders for the shows for January and put twenty three in every one. <laughs> <laughs> so it does take a little while, doesn't it? You know, you, whether you're typing it or whether you're writing it or something, it takes a little while to, you know, get that that year right. It does. It takes me till Easter usually. <laughs> <laughs> so and then you forget the clocks go forward. It's <laughs> That has happened. There's more than one community radio station that's had all its programmes run late the following day because nobody's realised that the clocks have gone <laughs> forward. That has happened. That really has happened. 
Uh, not this one, I hasten to add. Not the one you're listening to. No, I think it's a bit it more. It's a bit more automatic now because, of course, they come off the computers. The computers yeah, all just automatically put themselves forward. Yeah. So the station just. I guess a lot of stations forward. feel like they've got to put a wall up, haven't they? Um, a firewall, so they keep everything at bay and everything's done manually. So maybe it's catching those out. I don't know if you remember, but in the 1980s, a lot of the smaller commercial stations, it was before the big conglomerations like Hart and that, but in the days of Wiltshire Radio, Radio West, CBC and Cardiff and that, they, they closed down at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night because most people were watching TV mm. and you just get a tuning tone with an occasional announcement. And then what they started to do on Radio West, based in Bristol, was actually put computer programmes out. And Andy will remember that in the <coughs> 1980s, computer programmes, you could... They were on audio, weren't they? They were on cassette. You could get them on cassette, And you, yeah. you downloaded them with this sort of, like, screeching noise. It, it, machine code, wasn't yeah, for, it? For those that remember dial-up... Internet. It was a bit like that, yeah. It was, and you hear your modem going. It was, it was the same like thing. That. It was just recorded. Yeah, but it used to be a few. Used to broadcast those at you, night. You, you on get the like a. I can remember me and a friend. I was very young, um, but I can remember <clears> me and a friend trying to load a game yeah. off a cassette, and it was a uh, ninety minutes aside. Um, and we sat there and left it, went and got did it. Well, 90 minutes back. to load the game? Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Um, but if it got one single bit wrong, it didn't tell you till it finished reading the whole tape, and then it would go, no, error, do it again. <laughs> and I can remember we went off and we had dinner, and we came back, and we sat there, and we were, we were drinking cola or whatever we were drinking, and it finished. They went, error, please start again. <laughs> in a box on the wardrobe in my house is my original ZX Spectrum. Is that worth anything? It'd be and worth a lot of money, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, um, they have remade. <laughs> they have remade it. Um, you can get um, um, you can get a spectrum. Versions. You can get a spectrum uh, modulator, can't you, for for the, for the internet? You so actually, you can play the games again, can't you? Yeah, but you can also get um, a ZX Spectrum. Um, yeah, they, they, they and the Commodore. Do you remember the Commodore? Commodore That's available, yeah. and that so is the Atari, which I yeah. bought for my son for Christmas. Yeah. The only difference is because it looks identical and has the same cartridge games. Is that it's got an HDMI instead of what would it be in a SCART? Um, it probably would have been a, or an RGB. old fashioned um, either RGB or it would have been an aerial. You remember the days when you had an aerial for your TV? Coax, 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 